Welcome in, guys, to a somber episode of the Very Moody Sports Show. We do have some fun topics on deck for y'all, some very enjoyable coverage of the Super Bowl and stuff. But uh, before we get to that, there has been some tragedy over the weekend. Uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna Bryant, were on the way to an AAU basketball game that uh, Gianna was supposed to play in. And on the way, them, a pilot, and six other passengers passed away in a horrific uh, helicopter crash. Um, Amongst the passengers were two teammates of Gianna Peyton Chester and Alyssa Altabatelli. Uh, and then her uh, father, John, and Carrie. Peyton's mother, uh, Sarah, and then also the pilot, Zobon, uh, who was a longtime pilot for Kobe Bryant, did many pl- uh, flights for him, and then also Kobe Bryant's assistant uh, coach for the AAU team. He was coaching Christina Mauser. Um Tragic news, tough day for everybody on Sunday. Zach, how did this hit you? Like a rock. So, it's Tuesday now, Tuesday night, about to be Wednesday. I was pretty depressed from about the time I found out. When I found out, I was in disbelief, but once it was confirmed, I was pretty sad, and then... Once we found out about Gigi later, afterwards, that she was also on the helicopter, it hit me terribly. And I was, I cried multiple times, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's our generation's Michael Jordan dying, like, as if it was right after his career. And Kobe went out, like, in the best way possible. He dropped 60. He has won an Oscar, you know, like he's went on to do great things. I thought Kobe was either going to be one of the best coaches of all time, or if not like basketball executives, or maybe even like by part of a team, a lot of these like major athletes with these crazy contracts of the modern era are like getting into ownership and taking over parts of teams. You just saw Larry Fitzgerald by part of the uh, Phoenix suns. So, you know, stuff like that, but getting back to Kobe, it's just a, an American tragedy, really. When you think about like other American stars or superstar celebrities that have died early, usually there's some type of like self demise or self like compromise. Like they're somehow hurting themselves, whether it be through like drug abuse or like crazy lifestyle habits and stuff like that, or like they're losing their money because of poor spending habits. Kobe was seemingly like perfecting everything about his life and he was on the climb and he was only 41 and i was like it's crazy the world's getting cheated out of kobe you're getting cheated out of his daughter like even if kobe just died alone on the helicopter would be terrible but like it's almost selfish of me to ask we would have like his daughter as like the offspring of kobe but like none of his other daughters are even that in the basketball like g gg was she could have been like an all-time great in the ww wmba so, like, it's just sad overall. Loss for everyone involved. But just, like, that's a childhood hero of mine gone. Like, that's it's crazy. Well, and, and here in studio with us, we do have our friend Lane Powers, <laughs> who is longtime Kobe fan. Um, for instance, sixth grade, and I remember young age, Lane talking about Kobe, and he loved him. Lane, how did this one hit you? 
Yeah, man. Uh, growing up, my brother was a huge Kobe fan, and looking up to your big bro, you just kind of follow what he did, and he always loved Kobe. And I'll tell you, coming home today, he's got this picture. It's right above the rim, and it's just Kobe slamming that thing down. And you can just see the passion and the vigor in his face. There's just... There's not a lot of people doing it like that. Seeing Kobe do something like that. Yeah. I'll tell you, looking at it now, I just have a whole different perspective seeing that. It's just like, man, it can happen to anyone. Absolutely. He was at his top. He was at his prime. And it's just sad, man. I heard it first here at Moody Sports. It's tough. Um, we try. We try bringing the up-to-date news when we can. Um, and obviously, this one hit us on a Sunday afternoon when nobody really expected it. Uh, the toughest part of it for me was really hearing the three 13-year-old girls who hadn't really gotten a chance in life. Like Kobe had achieved his dreams since he came into the league. He told everybody, "I'm going to be the next Jordan. I'm going to win championships." He did that multiple times. He succeeded at what he wanted to accomplish. He was working on his next dream with Gigi at getting her to UConn where she wanted to go into the WNBA. Um, so it's just to see that and the other two young women to lose their lives at such an early age, that's the toughest part for me. Uh, I have two younger sisters that are right around that age, and so it just sort of stands out in my mind uh, that, that their opportunities were cut short. Yeah, it's horrible for everybody involved, obviously. But, I mean, life moves on. Like, the Mamba Academy of his is a huge part of, like, what he was doing currently with all the girls, like, at the AAU circuit and stuff. So, you know, like, the Mamba Academy is going to continue going on. Like, Kobe Bryant's got the Kobe Bryant Foundation for, like, less fortunate families. So, you know Kobe's assets are going to be put to good use. But, at the same time, we – we had 40 more years of Kobe. And you know what's crazy? There's only two former NBA MVPs that are dead, and that's Wilt Chamberlain and Moses Malone, and they both died in their 60s. Kobe Bryant's an MVP who died at 41. He's the youngest, and the NBA's never seen this. Like That is a young death tragedy to the NBA community and one of its best players ever. So, like, how are you going to respond? People are saying, are you going to retire Kobe's number? But then the fact is, you got two numbers to mess with with Kobe, which is different than any other star. And then on top of that, I, there's this new petition going around, Kobe for the logo. I'm all about it. What do you think, Dan, about retiring both of Kobe's numbers, maybe one of his numbers, and maybe the logo potentially changing from Jerry West, former Laker, to five-time champ Kobe Bryant. I don't know how exactly I feel about changing the logo. Um, that's something I am and been mulling over, and I'll probably keep mulling on. But as far keep as Keep all the, mulling, baby. Uh, 
as far as the potential for just honoring Kobe, I absolutely respect the fact that Macker, uh, Mavericks owner Mark Cuban already came out said they will be retiring number twenty four. Nobody will, re- no Maverick will wear another twenty four. Um, to um, just compliment that real quick, Norman Powell for the Raptors and Spencer Dinwiddie for the Nets have both already changed their numbers from twenty four to other numbers. So NBA players currently doing their own little retiring of Kobe's numbers. Well, and the number retirements aren't the only honoring we've seen. We've seen many teams doing 24-second violations in honor, 8-sec violations. Uh, And then even stretching outside the NBA, you've seen Richard Sherman in the uh, media. Oh, Neymar, Cristiano Ronaldo. It's all over the world. Everybody, but Richard Sherman said it. Like you said, uh, with Kobe Bryant's mentality, the mama mentality, uh, Richard Sherman said the mama mentality is not dead. That'll live on forever. Are you a different animal? but the same beast. That's what Richard Sherman said, that Kanye commercial. What are you talking about, Kobe Bryant? You know that commercial? That's a hilarious one. Yeah, That's an iconic Kobe moment. But it's just insane to me. I'm one, I say change the logo. Jerry West has already talked about giving it up. He went one for nine in uh, NBA Finals, and Kobe Kobe lost a couple, but I guess no big deal. He won five. Won five. The reason Jordan is who he is is because he went six for six. But I say give Kobe the logo. It would be all-time cool, first off. Second off, I mean, that's a great homage to pay, and you don't have to retire both of his numbers if you give him the logo. But you're probably going to retire. I say retire 24, man. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't I don't care about retiring the number as much. I think the logo would be a great homage to pay. I think another great thing I've heard mentioned is naming some form of an award after him. Uh, I think like the offensive uh, player of the year. I think that would be fantastic because Kobe was one. Do you of know the who is na- is it named after anybody now, or do you know? I do not believe it is. Currently. I think it's just called the NBA Offensive Player of the Year. If exactly. that'd be cool, but man. I want to give them the logo. I'm sorry. I say do it. I know that's a branding issue, but part of major corporations is rebranding. So, like, think about how cool that would be if all your NBA gear, especially for young kids, came with a little Kobe Bryant logo on it now. Like, I'm just saying. That's would be cool. totally cool. Totally cool. Um, so, like I said, very tragic accidents. Our condolences to families, friends of the victims. Um, but as Zach said, we things do move on. We are headed into the Super Bowl this weekend. Got a big matchup, Zach. Yeah. You're just going to make me switch just like that. So, uh, so I know, it's crazy. The whole Kobe thing, it really messed up the start of my week. But Super Bowl week is upon us. The media has to deal with this, too. It's not just Moody Sports. The Literally, ESPN, all the other guys, they got to deal with managing emotions. And some of them can be really attached. Like, I've never met Kobe Bryant, seen him with my own eyes, and I cried multiple times. You know, that's just tragedy. So Well, and you <laughs> saw it around ESPN, people shaking up on Monday. Monday. Most Monday shows were directly dedicated to Kobe Bryant and him making and just his. Uh, and they were taking place in Miami at the side of the Super Bowl. But 
a lot. I mean, you can't escape it. It's a huge story. But anyway, it's another huge story. It's crazy to think it's Super Bowl week, boys. It is Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week. week. What are we doing for Super Bowl? I hate to be that guy, but still have no plans. No plans. Still no plans. Last week I asked you no plans. Lane, plans? I got plans. I might be working, but might be working. Super Bowl Sunday. That sounds terrible. I work weekends. He works weekends, people. Working weekends. People. You know what he does? He keeps lights on for us. Working weekends. See, I'm trying not to work weekends. That's the aim. I've pretty much worked weekends my whole life too. Same here. So. Sorry, boys. I'm busy uh, feeding your families. Feeding your families. Oh man. So. I see Lane at Hickory Tavern. All right, Dan. Dan, I did give you a week. What is your favorite dip for the Super Bowl? After a week of thinking, I've given it deep consideration. I'm going to go with the buffalo chicken dip. Buffalo chicken. It's an honest favorite, and it's Dan's favorite. I like buffalo chicken dip, but it's a once-a-year thing for me, and it's not the Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl is a great occasion to have buffalo chicken dip. Honestly, Sam, if you're listening, get your mom on the buffalo chicken dip. Bradley, get your mom on the buffalo chicken dip. But Everybody. Everybody, just make some dip. I'm... If we're talking just dips, the salsa count is a dip. Yes. Chips and salsa will ne- is undefeated forever. So if I'm talking, what do I want to walk by and have a good scoop of? I want a good corn tortilla chip and some vibrant, zesty salsa is what I want. I like that. I like those a lot. Um, but you got to have the right chip. You know, Tostito scoops are the the, the easy way out. That's the easy way because like no one's gonna be disappointed. You give them a Tostito scoop. It's good for all types of dips, and it doesn't make a mess. But if you want to give me some nice, like thick, hearty tortilla chips, very acceptable. Yes, I don't want no thin. Get them thin chips out of here unless they're very sturdy, which seems to be. A, a compromise has to be made somewhere there. I mean, know? there's got to be a perfect point for the chip. We got to admit. All right, now it's a question for the adults in the room: What are you drinking on the Super Bowl, Dan? I'm always a beer guy. I just really don't go with. <laughs> I'm liquor. always a beer guy. No go, liquor. Go, go Dan, not Dan. Lane, liquor Lane, on the Super Bowl? Uh, no, sir. That would be a Modelo all day. Uh, a Modelo all day. Do you watch the Super Bowl in Espanol? Uh, no, sir. Okay, in English. Deportes. Deportes. Um, what beer am I going to do for the Super Bowl? I mean, it feels like a Budweiser type of deal because it's really American. But, you know, I'm an IPA guy. We'll see what the taste buds are feeling. Sierra Nevada is not a bad if – I'm if, if I'm a betting man, it's probably going to be an IPA. I'll take the IPA. I love it. The IPA. <laughs> that was oh, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> All right, moving on to the actual – Subject at hand. Dun, 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 dun. The Super Bowl. Dun, the dun. game. Dun, dun, we got dun, dun, dun. Patrick Mahomes. My homeboy. My homies. And the Chiefs coming in to Miami to take on the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. And Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Where they should have been last year if Jimmy G would have learned how to slide one year earlier. Tough. Tough. But hey, we're back. We're back. Brady's not. Belichick's no Brady. not. We got Mike Shanahan. We got Kyle Shanahan. And we got Jimmy G facing off against Andy Reid, his second trip to the Super Bowl, and my homeboy in the Chiefs offense. So, Dan, 
first impressions of this game, what do you think? Is it going to be an all-time great? Are we going to be let down? What do you think? On the surface, give me the rundown of the Super Bowl. On the surface, this looks like an all-time great game. Definitely think uh, Patrick Mahomes is coming up against the best defense in the NFL. Uh, So I think that's going to be a hard collision there. Very interested to see how that plays out. But also interested to see if Jimmy Garoppolo is forced to win this game. I th- well, here's the thing. With Kyle Shanahan at quarter at uh, coordinating the game, he's the head coach, obviously, but he's offense coordinator too. You got Kyle Shanahan sitting there. He's going to do creative stuff on offense. They obviously want to run the ball because you don't want Jimmy Jimmy G to lose you the game. Just kind of like some other like bigger Super Bowl teams have like used their rushing attack to not lose the game with their quarterback who's iffy, aka the last year we had the Broncos with Peyton Manning. He kind of shouldn't have been playing but was playing because he was Peyton Manning and yeah. uh just like that so I expect to see a lot of rushing attempts out of your running back but also your wide receivers getting some handoffs maybe even some design quarterback runs because you got Mike Shanahan sitting up there telling Kyle pretty much what to do and I heard a reference earlier this is kind of the Mike Shanahan blueprint for what he did with the Broncos when Elway was getting older and Elway couldn't carry the Broncos all they had to do was hand it off to Terrell Davis and let the defense win on the Super Bowls and rinse and repeat here we are well, the head coaches are really interesting to me, in all honesty. Uh, you got Andy Reid on one side, who's had one attempt at a Super Bowl, and it was a tough one. He played the Patriots, came close. The Patriots kneel out the clock, and there goes the chance. They lose by three points. Uh, and then you go to Kyle Shanahan, his only attempt in a Super Bowl, offensive coordinator with the uh, Atlanta Falcons. They're up 24-0 halftime against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and they blow that lead. The offense looks baffled. Bro, he's offense coordinator. He's not, he's not defense coordinator. Um, but... Kyle Shanahan did say that game was on him. He definitely took some good bit of the lane on that game. So I'm intrigued to see both of these coaches uh, a bit of a redemption game in the Super Bowl from last time they were there. All right. Who do you want to win, Dan? We're not picking the game. This is not picking the game. This is who you want to win. Personally, I would like to see Kyle Shanahan win the game. Shanahan. Uh, I like – dude, go Niners. Go Go 49ers. I really would like the Niners to get that win. I don't know why. I know why because they were my first team I ever liked. And I look at the Chiefs as the Warriors. I do not like them. Okay. They're good and I do not like them. They're not – like the war, they're not dynasty yet. They haven't won anything, but the collection of talent—it's not even like an overbearing collection of talent. I just am not the biggest fan of Mahomes and the Chiefs and the whole thing. I would choose another team over them, and it's the 49ers. Lane, who do you want to win the Super Bowl? You know, I'm—I'm uh, I'm really excited to see Matrick Mahomes get out there and play his best. Uh, 
So <laughs> to, to be honest, I'm just I'm really excited to see someone in the Super Bowl besides the fucking Patriots. I'm just gonna say it. So we have That's one nice. anti-Patriots fan here. <laughs> I actually have mad spec on the Patriots. I used to not like them, but the longer they did it, the more mad spec I put on their name. But you know, it is kind of exciting not to see the Patriots there. It's kind of weird not seeing the Patriots there. So bounce off question of that. Patriots coming back next year, Dan? Uh, I don't think so because I don't think Tom Brady's there. No, Tom. Think they're on a new quarterback, maybe a rookie. Stidham, um, Jared Stidham. Definitely not Stidham. Stidham is not the long-term plan. I say you run team. Stidham for a year at the Patriots with Belichick. You lose every game, and you draft Trevor Lawrence. Tanking for Trevor. Tanking for Trevor has officially year. started, everyone. I mean, the tanking for Tua was over, right? Because yeah. it became tanking for Joe. Tank tank for Joe Burrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody's just tanking now, it seems, Daniel. I mean, if I was a GM, I'm tanking. Mm-hmm. Give me the number one pick. Tank. But... So, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, no tanking teams there. No. Nope. Uh, Zach, do you think there's any big, as far as on the field, major keys to the game that you think would be, uh, be a game decider? Game decider. I don't think the 49ers can turn the ball over at all. Because if you're turning the ball over, that means you're probably either one – Jimmy G's throwing interceptions, which tells me a couple things. Jimmy G's throwing too much. And if Jimmy G's throwing too much, that means you're not running the ball adequately. (laughs) So there's two bad things already telling your offense isn't faring well if you're turning the ball over. And two, if you're turning the ball over, means you're fumbling the ball on the run game, which means that should never be happening. And you're giving Patrick Mahomes the ball and the chance to drop points on you. The Chiefs defense isn't going to score on you. And if that happens, whew. 49ers are in for a long night. But if you are turning the ball over as the 49ers offense, you are feeding into what the Chiefs do well, and that is score the rock quickly. Uh, You're right on with that. I think that's spot on. Uh, Jimmy G cannot throw the ball more than 20 times this game. Probably less than 15, maybe. If Jimmy G wins the Super Bowl with 102 passing yards, I'm content. That's what they're going to need. If he has to throw more than that, I don't think they're going to win the game. <laughs> I can't believe Mozart's about to be the Super Bowl MVP or whatever. I hope Burrito's healthy and they have the whole rushing attack rolling. But We'll see how it goes. Uh, down in Miami, guys, Hard Rock Cafe, Sunday night. All right. This is it. The official. We're picking the Super Bowl now. We've told you who we like. Lane, you can go first. You just said you wanted my homeboy. You want to see him do well. Are you picking the Chiefs? I'll stick with the Chiefs. Yes, sir. What's the score? 36. Jeez. Keep going. 36. 24. 24. 36, 24. 12-point Super Bowl. For the Chiefs. Holy cow. All right. I, I put him on the spot. I'll go next. The Super Bowl will be won by the San Francisco 49ers. And it's going to be a very, very close game. Niners are going to get out of there. 31-28. Last second. Go ahead, field goal. For the win. Niners. Something terrible is going to happen. For The Chiefs should win this game. 
but they're not going to. The Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh my so gosh. we got it. 1-1. Splitting. I will be going with the Chiefs. I know I said I won the Niners, but uh, Andy Reid's about to scheme up something mean for this game. And eat him a so, cheeseburger when they win. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna be post up in the Hawaiian, looking fresh, winning Super Bowls. I think Patrick Mahomes and the MVP is going to do his thing. I think they're going to win. Well, I couldn't disagree more. Go Niners. And thanks, everybody, for listening to this special Kobe Bryant tribute episode. We're going to dedicate this one to Kobe. We're one of many who are out here just remembering and reflecting on the last 20 years and what he provided for us in entertainment value and so much more and lessons about hard work and consistency and digging deeper. Kobe Bryant really taught us all Mamba mentality and whether you're shooting a paper ball into your trash can or playing 21 or a state title. We can all learn something from Kobe Bryant and remember the athlete he was and the dedication he had to his sport and his craft and his uh, being a father and everything else he was doing later in life before the tragic end. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Any other thoughts, Dan, before we go? Mamba out. Mamba out. Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and Twitter at Moody Sports Page. That's right, a new name, Moody Sports Page. And listen up next week for good predictions and hot takes.